Good morning, everyone. Happy Sabbath. Um, it's good to see you this morning. Um, today, I'm going to talk about the rhythms of the Christian life. And I think something that we all face in our lives is stress and trying to balance work and rest. Um, so that's what I wanted to talk about this morning. And hopefully, um, as we explore the Word of God, it will help us to understand how we can um, find that balance between work and rest. Um, before I start, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this Sabbath. Thank you that we can come here this morning to rest in you, to listen to your voice speaking to our hearts this morning. I just pray for your Holy Spirit to be with us and to um, teach us, to equip us, to know how to live a balanced Christian life. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Maybe you've heard that there is an energy crisis among um, the natural resources of this world. But today we're also facing a personal energy crisis. And that's when the demands of our lives seem to be greater than our ability to give. This is um, a picture of... Next. It'll come up. Um, this guy's name is Tony Schwartz. And he um, is the founder of a consulting company called The Energy Project. And the purpose of his company is to help clients find um, better ways of working in their four key energy sources, which is emotional, spiritual, physical, and mental. And he has trained CEOs from companies such as Apple, Google, and Facebook, and if you think about their jobs, they're quite highly demanding and highly stressful as well. And so the purpose of this training that he um, gives is to um, help his clients focus more deeply, think more creatively, and lead more effectively. But what is at the core of his company's theory? And for them, they have realized that humans don't function in the same way as machines. Um, and if you think of different um, types of jobs, um, people seem to expect that um, their employees are to work like a machine, where they have to continually um, put out energy and, um, yeah, just keep using energy without proper rest. But what he has realized is that humans work between spending and renewing energy. So they kind of work on this rhythmic cycle. Um, there should be a picture that comes up. And so that's um, what he bases his theory on, how we can work between, um, to yeah, work and rest. Um, so this principle, it's not um, something new. It's always originated. And it comes from God. And he came up with this um, principle in terms of how we should work for our own health and well-being. So that's what we're going to look at today and how we can apply this principle into our modern day context. So what are some of the rhythms of life? Does everyone here have a computer or laptop? Yeah? So who shuts it down completely when they stop using it? Okay, two people, three, four. 
What about putting it in sleep mode? Who does that? Most of you. <laughs> yeah, that's like me too. So I put my computer on sleep mode, and the reason why is because I don't want to lose all the tabs that I have open everywhere. Um, but when you put it in sleep mode, it's actually still running. You're not completely shutting down your computer. And sometimes we function like that. We're continually running and we're not having complete rest. And some of the reasons for this might be because of the work demands that we have or our family commitments, technology, or financial strains. All these things can take up our time and energy. And to prioritize rest, that becomes harder and harder to do. But as much as we devote ourselves to working, God wants us to also devote ourselves to resting. What about biological rhythms? Who can think of, um, I don't know, parts of the human body that work and rest? Any ideas? Just very, I don't know, simple human. Digestion. Yeah, digestion. Okay, so that works and rests. What else? I'm trying to think really simply as well. Breathing, heartbeat. Yeah, so breathing, heartbeat. So they all work on a rhythm basis. So yeah, these things all are within our body that work rhythmically. And that's how God has designed us. He designed us to work and rest. Um, but there are times where we kind of lose this balance. And this is especially, um, oh, it happens especially when we are stressed. And for a time, we can work under stress, and stress is good for us. But if we keep stressing ourselves out to the point where um, we can't function normally anymore, we reach tipping point, which is also called burnout. And that means that we have exhausted our mind and body because of prolonged overload without sufficient rest. So this is a point that we don't want to get to because we're meant to kind of prevent that and avoid it. Um, so yeah, it happens today. It's even, um, I think on the World Health Organization, it's become a disease that has been recognized. Um, but Jesus gives us some principles of how we can live a balanced life. And we don't have to let uh, the world and all the demands that it um, puts on us, we don't have to let that take over our lives. So we're going to look at how Jesus balanced his life um, in a story in Mark chapter 6, verse 30 to 32. Maybe I can ask someone if they could read um, that text as well. All right, would someone like to read that text? Sharon? All right, so Jesus, 
here is teaching his disciples that they need to stay balanced between working and resting. Um, so in terms of the context of this, um, these verses, the apostles had just come back from a missionary journey. They were a few weeks away from Jesus and they were teaching, they were healing, they were doing all these great things. But it had worn them out and there were also a few disappointments along the way. And so they came back to Jesus and they found him among the multitudes. And he was surrounded by people everywhere. And he saw his disciples and saw them looking quite weary. And he said to them that they need to rest and find a quiet place away from all the crowds of people surrounding them. And if we look at the word in verse um, 31, the word rest, in Greek, uh, the original Greek word is anapao, and that means to remain quiet or to seize. And even in the midst of busyness, Jesus was telling them to stop and to come aside and to rest a while. He saw that they needed to seize from their labor, not just to relax, but also for Jesus to impart new vigor into their lives. And this can be quite hard to do. It's hard to just stop when we're really busy and we're trying to get all these things done. And I know for me, sometimes I just want to get everything done and then take a break and relax. But I think Jesus is trying to tell us something here that even when we're so busy, we should find time to just stop. He says that, oh, I guess from this example, he's saying that there's always going to be demands in our life and they're always going to be there. But we have to be intentional with choosing to stop from working and not letting it take over our lives. So to come aside and rest a while, it means to spend time with Jesus. It means to invest in our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. And when we do this, we can come back and work to be stronger and more useful in what we are doing. Let's also look at the devotional life of Jesus. If we go to Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Someone like to read that verse for us? All right, so here we see that before Jesus does anything, he goes to a solitary place and he prays. So in Jesus' life, whatever he did, it was always governed by his time spent with God. So this inner world of his spiritual life was governing the outer world of activity. And I want to look at that word, um, solitary or deserted place. The Greek word for that is eremos. And you can find it in um, Mark one thirty-five, and it's also in the previous verse we read. And the translation there is a place without inhabitants or a secluded place. So this is what Jesus did quite often. He would go 
to a secluded place where he could spend time with his father. And he would pray and he would read scripture. And here, when he spent this time in communion, God was guiding him step by step so that he would know his father's will. And day by day, God was revealing the plans he had for his son. So Jesus was always guided by God. He always knew what his father's will was. And how can we have that? How can we have this personal experience in knowing God's will? I like this quote found in Ministry of Healing. And it says, We must individually hear him speaking to the heart. When every other voice is hushed, in the quietness, in quietness we wait before him, the silence of the soul makes more distinct the voice of God. Where is that place for you? Where can you have uninterrupted time with God? Or is it too difficult? The reality is that we have a lot of demands in our lives. And sometimes all those demands can take over our time. And I say this because this is something I've had to struggle with and wrestle with. And last year, I was working as a chaplain and pastor, and I had a lot of things going on. And I got to a point where I just couldn't keep up with all the demands that were placed on me. And so I got to a point where I was so stressed out, I just couldn't really function anymore. And I pretty much reached uh, a point of burnout. And this didn't happen all of a sudden. It happened kind of slowly. All these stress was just building up slowly. And just in all areas of my life, physically, uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I was completely drained. But right at that time when I just thought I didn't know what to do in this situation, I had a chance to just take a break. And somehow, by God's providence, he allowed me to take time off work. And I managed to have a pretty decent break, and I decided, okay, I'm going to go somewhere completely different. And I ended up um, hiking for 10 days by myself in the Swiss and French Alps. Um, so you can see that's one of the photos in the background. Um, so for me, this was really a place where I could just get away from all the emails, from all the calls and messages, and really be alone with God and spend time with him. And just being surrounded by mountains, it gives you, I guess, perspective. Because um, sometimes when we're caught up in all our stress, we're so focused on what is around us at that time. But something about mountains, I guess, helps you see something from a different perspective. So that was really a chance for me to stop and recharge. And when I came back, I was much able, or much more able to manage my stress. And I guess it gave me some perspective on the life that I was living and some of the changes that I needed to make because I shouldn't have got to that point. I should have um, prevented it from happening. So rest is important. It's important to Jesus, and he knows that it's important for us to have as well. And he wants us to rest 
in the lives that we have here on this earth and also to have that rest in eternity. So how do we experience true rest? Firstly, rest is not optional. It is necessary. Who has broken a bone before? One, two, three, four, a few people. Okay, it's not a very common injury. Um, Can I ask how did that happen? Like what happened to cause that break? Soccer? Okay, I've heard about your one. What was it? You hit your hand. Okay, so you hit your hand on a metal pole, so you broke your hand that way. All right, so... A lot of times when bones break, it's because of an impact or a trauma. But did you know that you can break your bone by overusing it? And this type of fracture or break is called a stress fracture. And the reason why it happens is because the bone is being overused or it has um, repetitive strain on it. And if you're not resting it enough, the bone will keep getting weaker to the point of fracture. And this happens because as you put more stress on the bone, um, it needs to remodel. So it needs to put more bone to keep it strong. But when it's remodeling, you shouldn't be using it because that's when it's weak. Um, So this is quite a common injury for people who do um, high impact sports such as running. Um, It also happens to basketball players, soldiers who carry heavy packs. Um, So they usually get stress fractures in their lower leg and foot. Um, The next photo, I'll show you what a stress fracture looks like. So this is the stress fracture that I got at the start of this year. Um, It was in my tibia, and you can see that kind of black line at the bottom of the bone. So this happened because I decided at the end of last year I was going to do more running, And I thought, oh, yeah, like, I mean, I was doing running before that, but I thought I'll increase my distance and um, the amount that I was doing per week. And so I did this for two months, and this year I was meant to be volunteering overseas in Ireland. Um, And I left to go there in March. But when I arrived, I started having this dull pain in my ankle, and it turned out into a stress fracture. And this little um, break in my bone meant that I could no longer walk for the next five weeks. And so um, my work overseas, um, they said, well, maybe you should just go home and rest and recover and then think about coming back. Um, So I'm hoping to go back in July, um, but it's taken over two months just to heal from it, and it's still healing at the moment. But when I look back and look at this injury, I could have actually avoided it if I took enough rest days. And by taking rest, it would have meant that my bones would have strengthened instead of getting weaker. So we need to keep, or we need rest to keep our bodies strong and to prevent things happening such as broken bones. But we also need to rest in Jesus so that we can stay spiritually strong and that the pain of sin won't break us. 
Let's read Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We all carry the burden of sin, and that burden has caused us guilt, it's caused us sorrow, difficulty, and pain. And in different ways, sin has broken our lives. But Jesus says, come to me with every burden that you carry. He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions on the cross of Calvary, and by his stripes, we are healed. So Jesus says, come to him, to rest in him, to give him the burdens that we carry. Secondly, he wants to lighten our load. And if you think about the Christian walk, it's not always easy. There are times when we feel alone in the struggles that we face. But Jesus says that there is help for us. If we read the next verse, um, 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So here the word yoke, it's talking about the bar that is between um, two oxen. And this bar holds them together so that they can work together and carry the load that they're bearing and in a figurative sense, it really means um, I need to depend on someone else because we can't carry that load on our own. And that's what Jesus wants us to know, that we can't walk the Christian walk by ourselves. And he wants to lighten that load. It can be easy when things are going well that we are self-sufficient. We depend on ourselves to provide for our own needs. But God is saying that we need to depend on him through good times and also through hard times. But sometimes in our experience, we realize our need for God when something has gone really bad or we feel really helpless. And when I was overseas and this stress fracture happened, I didn't know exactly what it was because um, I've never broken a bone before. Um, so I got an MRI and I was waiting the next day for the results. Um, and I decided that day that I was going to go and get some groceries because I needed to cook my meals for the day. Um, so I had a pair of crutches and I decided, okay, I'm going to go down the road and catch a bus <laughs> to the grocery store and get what I needed um, just because I was by myself and I didn't want to ask for help. Um, so yeah, I went there, I got my groceries, I was walking back to my apartment and I started, yeah, just to feel really sorry for myself because my backpack was so heavy and I'm trying to carry this bag with crutches. It was just such a... Yeah, it wasn't a good look. Um, so yeah, I got back and I was sitting in my apartment thinking, what is going on? I don't know what to do in this situation. 
But then I get a phone call. And it's from a lady who lives in Dublin, and she happened to be a relative of one of my mum's friends. And she called me, and I was explaining to her what was going on. And she told me she was going to come over and bring me groceries and cook me my meals. And I just thought, really? Because <laughs> I didn't ask her to do this, but she was so willing to help me and to take care of me. Um, so this is a picture of her. Um, her name is Leah. And yeah, she just went out of her way to help and to um, yeah, just provide for my needs at that time. And she even took me out for lunch so that I wouldn't be um, by myself in my apartment. And so through her hospitality, I really learned that God is saying that he wants to be there to help us. And if you think about the yoke that holds the oxen side by side, Jesus is also there by our side. He wants to help us with our journey in life. And we can always depend on him. Finally, to experience true rest, we need to be refreshed. Because if we want to take care of others, if we want to serve God, we must take care of ourselves and invest in areas such as exercise, nutrition, social health, and communion with God. And as we're receiving in these areas of our life, that helps us to give to the world around us. Because we are not machines. We are designed by a loving God who has created us to live a balanced life. And we see this in the life of Jesus. He received life from God and he imparted it to the world. And he wants that experience for each of us as well. I know that I've had to learn hard lessons to realize that I'm not inexhaustible. And for a time, we can keep running like we are... Um, we have the ability to keep going, but in actual fact, we can't do that. We can't function in that way. Sometimes it takes a point where we realize that um, we've been carrying too many burdens. And at that point is when we realize how fragile we really are. It can take maybe a health scare or a major setback to realize our need for Jesus. But the reality is that we need him always. We are alive right now because he is giving us the breath of life. He is the one keeping our hearts beating, our lungs breathing, and our bodies moving. So as we finish, um, as I finish this sermon, I just want you to make that decision today. To let God help you to guard your life from whatever might try to distract you from him. Because we need him every moment of every day. And I want to finish with this song, which is called Lord, I Need You. And just to reflect on those lyrics and how we need God in our lives. Dear Lord, uh, we come before you this morning. We are in need of you. We are in need of you to help us in this Christian walk, 
to help us uh, with carrying the burdens that we carry. Um, sometimes we face guilt, sorrow, pain, and difficulty because of sin. But you have carried all those things on the cross, and in return you give us peace, hope, joy, and freedom. And we thank you, Lord, that you are there right by, by our sides. And whatever challenges we face, we can always depend on you. So we thank you, Lord, that you offer us rest. You offer us comfort and the ability to face another day because you will strengthen us and you will equip us for all that we need. So may our lives be given to you this morning and may we trust in your words that when we come to you, we will find rest. In Jesus' name, amen.